surrounds the stadium. Now he's digging deep. The crowd is roaring. Their hero is coming on. Will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win! New world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The roof is lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is, 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 is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Hello and welcome to the Have A Go podcast, Special Olympics edition. Great to have you with us. My name is Dave Edwards, and I'm joined by Dane Eldridge. Dane, mate, it's going pretty well for Australia, isn't it? It's been a bit of a gold rush lately. It's been a few days since we last convened, but my word, have we come home? My word, we have, mate. Um, I mean, it's just an absolute just stream of gold running into the national coffers, isn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, all I've been doing the last couple of days is just clearing room in the national trophy cabinet to accommodate all these medals. So uh, I've ordered a council pickup for all this unneeded Commonwealth Games gold. Um, <laughs> probably chuck out this membership certificate that we've got for the Paris Accord as well. Yeah. Make a bit of, yeah. make a bit of room there. But we're going to need it, mate, because it's, we're not even halfway, are we? Or we're just on halfway? Well, we're just on halfway, mate. So today is a special Super Saturday edition of Have A Go, uh, Dead Set Legends with Edos and Dano, <laughs> brought to you by Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing frightens a Triton. Uh, so let's get into it, mate. So we talked about the gold rush. Uh, on Wednesday, there was 67 minutes of glorious gold. That was the headline mm. screaming at us in our notifications. And and it was just golds, golds, golds in the swimming and the rowing. Good, strong sports. I mean, you can always tell the health of the nation uh, when the swimmers and the rowers are performing, I've always said. Bloody oath, mate. I've always said that myself too. And it was, yeah, 67 tantric minutes, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Where gold was just uh, overlapping with other gold. It was a surgical it was just, strike. It was. It was like a Venn diagram of gold. Mm. It was just gold was eclipsing other gold. Yep. Uh, you know, we needed more than the three digital channels that Seven had on offer just to keep <laughs> keep on top of all this fucking metal coming yeah. in, didn't we? Um, you know, and I remember I, I was watching on multiple TVs at home and <laughs> I just felt like I was caught in a crossfire of, a, of advanced Australia affairs yeah. just playing from one TV to the other. It was just, it was euphoric, mate. Um, and it was, uh, you know, bordering on orgasmic, let's be honest, after the, the disappointment of Rio. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, forever in our minds how disappointing Rio was, but we've, we've <laughs> certainly turned it around and, and, and it's all been in the water. We love the water, don't we? And if we talk about... Let's talk about some of these goals. So I want to focus on the rowing to start with because we obviously know about the pool. And to be honest, it's boring to keep talking about the pool. So let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about the rowing. Uh, yep. On that day, we had uh, gold medals in the fours for both the women's and the men's. So in the women's, Lucy Stefan, Rosemary Popper, Jess Morrison, and Annabelle McIntyre won gold in the women's four. And as you know, mate, it's all about the stories. I saw that yep. Lucy Stefan grew up in a town with a river without water. I mean, right. even Eric the Eel had a 13-metre hotel pool that he used to sneak into back in Equatorial Guinea. Uh, and you know what? It's, it's got to be something to do with the water licensing program for the Murray-Darling, doesn't it's gotta it? Got to be. I mean, so, I mean, but again, it's just all feeds into the narrative, mate. And this that's going to embellish over time, yep. uh, that story. You know, it's going to be uh, go from just, uh, it was probably, you know, probably a, a stream or a trickle of water mm. in that bed now, and it's going to be dry and dusty to then I was, uh, you know, paddling through sand yeah. when I made the Olympics. And that's the way we like it here. And that's how you get your corpies going. Well, that's right, mate. And uh, and on the men, so it's actually been, it was 25 years almost to the day 
since the awesome foursome won gold in Atlanta. But now we've got a new awesome foursome, some say. Uh, so our yes. men, uh, Alex Purnell, Spencer Turin, Jack Hargreaves and Alex Hill, they edged out the Romanians, uh, a traditional powerhouse in rowing. I mm. noticed, um, I just want to run you through the final strokes in the race. Uh, I got this from, I think, the City Morning Herald. So Purnell was calling the strokes through the race, but at the end he gave up calling for calm and instead called for passion. He repeatedly yes. screamed out, Vic, the name of Turin's father. He knew the response he'd get. I yelled out his dad's name. I know it gets him going. And then Spencer was like, come on, Raiders. The last 100 metres, it was Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Talking about the Canberra Raiders. So strangely, the Canberra Raiders propelled our guys to win gold for Australia. Is it weird that this rower just just defaulted <laughs> to saying come on Raiders in like this this moment that that required peak performance. It's it's I mean we're probably going to touch on this later but what a wonderful earthy moment yeah. that is. I mean we all know I mean you're a Canberra Raiders Absolutely. man. I'm, I'm a rugby league man and we all know that the 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 greatest game of all is a working class game. Mm. There's no no two ways about it mate. Uh and uh it just goes to show that this team is likable. It's down to earth yep. and it fucking likes rugby league. Okay. Oh, so, so good. Do you know what I mean? And and look, and when they're striving for perfection in those in those infinitesimal moments uh, that require that peak performance, I mean, I mean, I know the only way I can ejaculate these days is by reciting the entire Canberra Raiders team from the nineteen ninety four Grand Final. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to draw on those memories. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. When you're giving a sample and you're just singing the Mighty Green Machine, I mean, <laughs> who hasn't been there? Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's By the way, mate, did you know that um, James Tompkins, so obviously the most recognisable member of the Awesome Foursome, did you, know, yep. did you know he's now a member of the IOC? Uh, I, look, I didn't know before this, but it was I, I was not shocked in any way mm. whatsoever. And it was just wonderful to know that he was on hand that, to see uh, the boys get over the line and then he was there to present the medals. Yeah. And it was just another AFL moment, wasn't He was it? a little you know, bit too they... there for mine. You reckon he was trying to... He was to, he just was there, he was muscling, he was in, muscling was he? a little bit. I don't yeah, want to, okay. you know, I don't want to point fingers, but mm. I do. Um, mate, this isn't your time. We remember, we all remember the Golden Valley ads. We remember because mm. they were fucking on our screens 24-7 for about five mm. years. But yep. he's just edging his way back in there, isn't he? Maybe just, yeah, he just got wanted to get down to the dice nice and quick and just out the corner of his mouth, just remind him about the IP rights to SBC yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ads. Yeah. yeah. Well done, boys, but don't get any ideas. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh I mean, but the, the reactions that we've seen from our athletes, these Olympics, they've been natural human reactions, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always been a lot of talk in, in professional sports in Australia about the no dickhead policy. Um, I think famously brought in by Paul Ruse at the Swans many years ago. Is this finally working? Bloody oath it is, mate. Um, I didn't know we had one in our Olympic team, but I'm happy to say that we do now mm. in hindsight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, I mean, probably, again, just with the rugby league theme, I mean, we saw uh, in one of the relay uh, medals the other day, uh, the boys, Tommy Neal, and he's only a young uh, whippersnapper, yep. he's a teenager, and channeled the, the famous words of Matty Johns when asked about his performance, he said it was better than Lego. Right. And uh, and then in the, he also mentioned afterwards that he got a message of encouragement from Brian Fletcher. <laughs> Now, yeah, this so bloke's Brian just angling for a, for a Fox Sports gig, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. He'll be on one of um, one of Matt Johns's seven weekly shows in no mm. time. Um, 
but yeah, look, it just goes to show, mate. Look, I think um, I think the pre-crocodile Dundee '80s are back in Australia. Yep. You know, when we were punching above our weight. Yeah. Uh, we were we were likable larrikins, uh, and uh, yeah, no dickhead policy. I think it's bearing fruit. Yeah. Well, it goes against our previous policy, which was exclusively dickheads in terms of our policy. <laughs> dickheads that push the envelope, and you know, we could give, forgive them for their sins. And of course, when mm. they fall, they fall harder. Dickheads always fall hard. That's what I've always yeah, said about dickheads. Right. Um, but we're very nice now. Our Team Australia is very nice. So speaking of nice members of Team Australia, Jess Fox. Uh, yes. You know, you can't flick a channel without seeing that that wonderful smile of Jess Fox. And she won gold. She won her mm. gold. Won us a gold in the CI. And we'll take it. But, mate, yep. this feels like one we budgeted for. All felt a little bit easy for mine. Yeah, and I also feel always feel a bit uneasy about winning golds in new events. It's like yeah. you know when um, when we won the gold in the women's uh, s- uh, rugby sevens last time. Mm. It's kind of like oh, you know, it's a bit of an invitational, a- like an exhibition yeah. match, isn't it? Yeah, we just brought this medal in for you guys to win. You're clearly number one in the world. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, daylight second. You're the uh, first name on the new board. You know when we're engraving the names of of the winners when you go into a, an RSL and you see the, well, the the who's won the bowls tournament. You don't want to be number right. one. No, you don't. You don't want to be number one. Who knows who? if there was any competition? Mm. You might have been playing against just the clock, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, in saying that, I'll take that. But probably yep. one of the... Uh, we've already talked about um, uh, the Channel 7 uh, montage budget with Jess Fox and uh, how much uh, investment they put into her. Um, but I noticed uh, this time around her dad in commentary, Richard Fox, yep. is the absolute, just a statue of a man. He could not be <laughs> broken emotionally the whole time through. I mean, his daughter is just streaking to gold. Yeah. And he's still there, you know. Not even a quavering voice, just steady, dulcet tones. And they were just, they were probing him for something, you know what I mean? And he was just sticking to tactics. He was just straight out. He was talking about how good she, all the good lines that she ran and stuff like that. And I just thought. And Channel 7 do love a teary, emotional interview. They would have been pushing and pressing for something. And he wasn't, he wasn't breaking. No, they eventually got him. Yep. I think they probably just, uh, the producer through his earpiece told him they were just going to halve his salary. Just threw a bit of just, acid yeah. in his eye. Yeah, so it, they, he broke eventually, which was which is what Channel 7 had come yep. to come for. But um, it's, just, it's just these uh, these weird sort of over-polished uh, parent, parental figures. And yeah. There's another one as well. I don't know if you saw it. It was Ariane Titmus's dad, Steve Titmus. Right. And he just in the, the emotional height post-race. Yeah. Uh, and he's there just rolling off cliches yeah. without an um or an R to be seen. I thought, who is this bloke? And he's a bloody TV presenter. And no. I thought, you know what? No. I, want, you know, I, don't, I don't want, want these humanity. unnatural reactions. No. I don't want this polish. I don't want well-dressed, well-groomed fathers. I want unkempt families in baggy matching T-shirts. And, uh, That's and right. I, I, I don't know what we want, mate. I mean, we're, we're criticising media-trained dads with metropolitan accents, but at the same time, <laughs> we, we crave... These are these unpolished, salt of the earth types. Basically, yeah. I want a dad who is impeccably dressed but completely mute. I think. I think Pretty that's much, what I'm yeah. after. Yeah, be seen and not heard. That's what you know. That's that's what I want. But yeah, yeah it's just it's it's like genuine humanity, but via a, 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 an auto cue. Yeah, it's just not natural. And I remember a few years ago, Channel Nine did a, a puff piece on Peter Overton, oh, the newsreader, and I just thought. It's just I don't want to see that side of nah. you. Like I just I like want I you mean, to be just a yeah, just a television presenter. I don't even want to see you waist down. I just yeah. want to see you delivering the news at six PM every night, giving me the headlines I need, Peter. That's, That's all right. I want from you. Mate, and I know that you blokes absolutely short circuit and smolder if the small talk with the weatherman goes awry. So yeah. don't try <laughs> and tell me you're a human. Have a go. 
It's another huge night of action on your Olympic broadcaster, The Seven Network. Especially on our fourth string digital channel, Seven Backwater. You can't handle the truth. I'm a cop, you idiot. Coming up first at 6pm, time to take the road less travelled with America's struggling working class on Mountainside Truckers. Grab on to some Jeff, it's about to get bumpy. I can't chip, I'm holding too many loogies. Then after 25 episodes of New Zealand Cops, it's Indonesian Border Force. What do you mean this tap-out shirt is considered contraband? At nine, delve inside the sexy, fast-paced world of luxury real estate with parking spot moguls. <laughs> Diane's going to love sleeping here next to the Vespa. Then, octogenarian meth cooks of South Beach. And finally at midnight, back-to-back episodes of Lactose Intolerant Incels. Fuck knows what's on tonight. Here on Seven Backwater. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. A lot of people have guns at home and they're not shooting strangers. Shooting strangers. Strangers. And there's almost no focus on the guy who did it. Why did he do it? Look at Australia. They have no gun violence. They don't have guns. Citizens aren't allowed to have good guns. They also have no freedom. You can go to prison for expressing popular views, and people do. So, mate, we talked about all this glory. I mean, is the gold getting old? I mean, we're talking now about men's breaststroke gold. Breaststroke. <laughs> Come on. It's good to be picky, though, isn't it? Oh, bloody oath. Oh, bloody oath it is, mate. But, yeah, I know, look, oh, you and me have shared a lot of messages back and forth over these Olympics, and I've been, you know, giving you the, the notifications. Mm. And <laughs> when Zach Stubbledy Cook came home, oh, you beauty, we've won again. And you're like, oh, you know, breaststroke gold. And mm. I thought, yeah, you know what? Have we got room for this? Oh. I mean, Sitius Altius Fortius. Mm. You know, it's about to, I don't know if it's, you know, breaststroke is the fastest. Well, it's not the fastest from A to B. Get from B, no. get to B from A as quickly as you can in whatever means possible. Breaststroke, mm. that doesn't do it. Yeah, and break the surface of the water. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. just get there fast. Um, it's weird, isn't it? I want to see whitewash. To... If there's no whitewash, it's not a swimming event for mine. Yeah, it's not vigorous enough. Okay. Mm. So, mate, <laughs> let's talk about the heartbreak because what are the Olympics, of course, without heartbreak? And there's been a bit of it. There's been a bit mm-hmm. of it. Um, let's start with the Opals. So, I mean, we were seen as a real contender going into these Olympics. Obviously, it'd been a terrible campaign for the girls, Liz Cambridge leaving uh, before it even started. Uh, yesterday, mm. we suffered a very controversial loss to China. A foul in the last seconds sealed it for Xi Jinping's team. There was uproar yep. on social over the decision. Mm. We can't be losing to China like this. We can't be losing face in these big competitions, even if it is via a technical penalty. No, we certainly can't. We love a technical penalty here on mm. the Have A Go podcast, but uh, we also love to kowtow to China as well, yes. uh, as I'm certain that referee probably did. Mm. And uh, that's why I have no um, no uh, harsh words to say about this result. Okay. Congratulations, China. Uh, I hope you go deep into the tournament and uh, there'll be no review into the decision and we'll be uh, parking that one away. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> that message brought to you by uh, Treasury Wines. So, <laughs> uh, next, so staying with the girls, uh, our sevens team is gone. Uh, we had high hopes for the sevens mm-hmm. girls. They, they did win the gold in, uh, yep. in 2016, although with the caveat that was the first time a sevens uh, sport was introduced into the Olympics and, you know, as we've already discussed, massive asterisks. But we, were, we, we, we thought we'd do better than this, mate. We were towed up by Fiji in the quarters and, and before that we even lost to the US, who mm. I didn't know 
much about their rugby abilities, but that's not very good, is it? No, mate. Very bleak, isn't bleak. it? I mean, uh, it was... Culture it was... reviews required, I think. I think so. I think so. Not not at the top level, not with the 15. No, it's side. all sweat at the top. The... Yeah, everything's Don't fine look there, at the board. But... The board's good. No, 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 they're good. St. Leonard's will remain untouched. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But... Um, just the the, the 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 ladies, the women's team, they used to enjoy a very um, lofty perch, which was many many stories above where we held the men's team. Yeah, and and uh, now the, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to go there, mate, because you know the men's team is you know has made a habit of playing off for you know fifteenth and sixteenth and whatnot, mm. as far as I know. Anyway, but uh, are they getting into that territory? Mm. I mean, are, are we? Uh, is winning gold first up? Is that are they a victim of their own success, perhaps? That could be the case. I mean, and the thing about the Olympics is if you win gold, you've got four years of just being on top of the world. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a, it's a long time between drinks. So mm. maybe we kind of, uh, we weren't working hard over those, well, five years, actually. It's been five years since that gold. So a lot can happen mm. in five years, as you know, mate. So yeah. maybe we were a bit complacent during that time. Maybe the extra year didn't help us. But mm. either way, mm. um, you know, they've let us down. They'll let the nation yeah. down. Maybe those uh, semi-professional women were resting on their laurels too much and, uh, yeah, trying to make a living to get through life like the rest of us, and I yeah. won't have it. No. Uh, so let's keep going, mate. So Kyle Chalmers, uh, this is probably the last swimming item that we'll touch on. He was pipped for gold in the 100-metre yep. freestyle. Mate, talk about budgets. This was in the budget. Uh, he was nudged mm. out by a fingernail. Uh, interesting, though, it seems like a few AFL clubs already have their eye on him. Yeah, yeah, they do, mate. So he's uh, cherry ripe, no doubt about that. I mean, they're the 100 metre free, the yep. blue ribbon event, as we know, and he was uh, pipped out by Caleb Dressel, I think his name is, who's uh, what been a, undefeated. What a for... name that is. What a US jock stud name that is. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's up there with Gary Hall Jr., isn't it? Yeah. It's just uh, just a fantastic Tyler name. Tyler Dressel. It is. Just it's sex. Just, it just, just sounds like Sports Illustrated, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, or like a um, villain in the OC. <laughs> Yeah, taking all our women and our gold. Yeah, um, yeah. So, look, you know, yeah. So, un- unlucky for Kyle. He, yeah. he, he acquitted himself well. He really he, he came home with a wet sail. But um, he'll be sweet because he's going to be drafted by the Catters. So, um, well, that's right, yeah, mate. I love the yeah. confidence of AFL clubs. It's you know you've reached the pinnacle of elite global sport. But mm. mate, if you want to take us to the next level, we've got a spot to fill in the halfback flank in our Resi's team <laughs> in the VFL. So you know, you let us know if you want to take it to the next level. Yeah, you won't be able to attend the tick tape parade though. Preseason starts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Time yeah, trials, four K yeah, time trials. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, mate. So some miscellaneous headlines now. We don't really have a category for them, but we need to talk about them. So yes. the Queen of Iron Ore, Gina yep. Reinhardt. She's kept somewhat of a low profile in recent years, as much as possible for a fucking squillionaire. Mm. But she's mm. been very visible these Olympics, and she's yep. backing the swimming and the rowing teams mm. financially, mm. and it's coming off. Bloody oath, and um, you know, like I, I'm first to admit that Gina's pretty much solely responsible for all the success we're having yep. um, over at Tokyo. Mm. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Gina for digging all those holes, yep. um, even though you haven't filled a single one with water. Um, <laughs> you are the reason that we're doing so well in these water sports. Yep. And you know, it's it's we should be very grateful for that. 0.03% of your wealth that you're putting towards our um, yep. sporting team. So thank you, Gina. Uh, so. 
Ariane Titmus, I know we said we wouldn't talk more swimming, but we, it's impossible to do an Olympics podcast without talking about <laughs> swimming. And also, I didn't read my agenda carefully. But now we have to talk about the rivalry with uh, Katie Ledecky. So that continues. I think Ariane Titmus might have a race this morning. Uh, depending mm. on this podcast goes out, you can shoot in for that. Uh, apparently, Ledecky's buried the hatchet, though, with Titmus. Mm. And, and we talk about rivalries. And over the years, Australia and the US have had a very strong swimming rivalry. Mm. Uh, but, mate, has swimming gone soft? Oh, Have the US yeah. gone soft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next question I was going to ask, mate. I mean, look, we'll probably touch on this a bit later about America being on the absolute fritz at the moment, even though they sit atop the medal tally. But, I mean, this is just has a stench to it, doesn't mm. it? I mean, I mean, I know special relationship aside, that it, when it's uh, Australia and America in the pool, mate, all bets are off. Yeah. Gloves are off. Gloves Everything. are off. Um, and this just, I mean, this just smells of a rollover, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, Ariane's just shortened her up a couple of times and... Um, in in her pet events, and mm. and now she's just you know conceding. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, like if Laurie Lawrence was the American coach, there's no way this would be happening, would it? Like it'd just no. be, he'd be well, he'd actually want to knuckle on in the car park. Hundred percent. I, I mean, I didn't hear anything about the US uh, relay team this year. I mean, where was the trash talking? I mean, why didn't mm. the US select a mouthy frat boy to instigate <laughs> a war of words for ratings gold? I mean, that's my major criticism. Of the games in general, of Tokyo 2020, these games have been too nice, too convivial. I mean, yeah. even the IOC has mellowed a bit, mate. I, yeah. I hope they sort it out for Paris 2024. That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, well, mate, this is just Biden's America now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and this is the way it is. It's just everyone's uh, everyone's happy and, and uh, harmonious. Yeah. And, and the Olympic it's movement unsettling. is suffering. It's very yes. unsettling. Uh, so golf's underway now, mate. So it's it's started. It, it's a recent Olympic sport. I think it's here mm-hmm. to stay. Uh, yep. Cam Smith, one of our favourites. Uh, mm. I noticed that he's shaved the letters A U S into the side of his head. Um, yep. That's is that Olympics? Is that something you do at the Olympics? <laughs> or has he just had a big night at the village? Just big night on the rumbos, and one of the boys got out the clippers. Yeah, one of those late night haircuts. It sounds like, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Look, I, I mean. He's a lovable arrogant, isn't he? Uh, I mean, for for well, a if you're shaving player, letters into your hair, you are a lovable arrogant. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of Carl Webb when he played Origin, and probably of the same class factor. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So, I mean, I just like a, like I'm not sure how this is going to impact on his networking opportunities though out on the course. A um, yep. couple of mergers and acquisitions could go by the wayside, but uh, <laughs> he's in the mix. He had he, yeah. he double bogeyed, I think, yesterday yeah, at the right. close, uh, and it, he's probably uh, playing as we're going to air. But um, bring it home, young son. I wonder uh, what like um, the lack of golf and, and COVID has done to those those corporate networking opportunities. That <laughs> you know, so many handshake deals are done on the golf course, mate. I mean, you know that. I of wonder course. if it's had a bit of an impact on on the global sector. Oh, you would think so, wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, look, uh, it's... Less m and activity? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, I don't know um, how COVID's affected uh, having caddies out there. I don't watch golf, to be honest. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, there's going to be uh, definitely less of those opportunities in the business world will suffer. Yeah. So Aaron Baines, so we talked about the Opals before, but the Boomers, the Australian basketball team... I mean, they're still they're still a good shot. Probably still a medal chance, but yeah, Aaron Baines out of the competition uh, over a freak shower injury. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw the phrase "freak shower injury"? <laughs> I, I mean, look, just falling in the shower—it's it's like it's the domain of old ladies with osteoporosis. Yeah. Okay, not Olympic athletes. Um, and I just, I just that doesn't sound right. And it's a neck injury as well. Is it? I mean. 
Yeah, so, I mean, look, it just reminds me, again, sorry to, to, to revert to type and go back to rugby league, but just the yeah. story of Tom Trebojevic this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, raced a punter on the Corso and, and did a hamstring and yeah. then went home and told everyone he did it in the shower. Um, <laughs> it actually reminded me of um, one of the companies featured in our Spotlight on Tokyo series, uh, Kaijinzu Industry Holdings Corporation, <laughs> who are the uh, official sponsor for the building component and bathroom fi- fittings and fixtures product category. Oh, that's right. So if yeah, you go back course. a few episodes, you can listen to them. But, you know, if they were responsible yeah. for the showers uh, in mm. the Olympic Village, then they might have a bit of a class action on there or so, some kind of lawsuit on their hands. Mm. Well, as we know, whoever it's on, it's definitely not on the IOC. That's right. So, yeah, it's written yeah, into yeah. every single contract. G'day fellas, AFL great Bobby Torpedo here from Have A Go Betting with all the latest odds from the COVID-ravaged Tokyo Olympics. Let's start with the odds for one of the most popular markets on the books, Tokyo's first event cancellation. At $7 outsider, we've got Greco-Roman Wrestling at $3 rowing and at a $1.25 favourite, the IOC Dignitaries Ball for being exposed for having a three-course menu without a vegan option. Download our app for members-only specials from Tokyo, such as the over-unders on case numbers and cultural faux pas. And as always, gamble responsibly. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Doing a combined arts law degree. Law degree. I especially enjoyed medieval history. It added the next chapter to my studies of ancient history at school and left me with a lifelong interest in the history of medieval Spain in the time of El Cid. Work hard, work hard. Okay, let's continue now, mate, into uh, some additional talking points. Uh, Costa Rican gymnast Luciana Alvarado ended her Olympic floor routine on Sunday by paying tribute to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I know you saw yep. this because you texted yep. me immediately. Mm. Now, this is interesting because the IOC announced that back in April that they were banning all protests at the Games. But has she found a way around this? She's found a loophole. Bloody oath. And, you know, congratulations to her for, for such an innovative move. I mean, I wouldn't think it's the first time someone has, you know, finished a routine on their knees in the gym in the gymnast space. It mm. happens all the time. I mean, maybe she wasn't even protesting. Who knows? Yep. But you know what? Um, the IOC's created the, the rod for their own back here, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, they want to be so so militant about um, keeping out uh, uh, political protests, and they've just sent protesting underground, haven't they? Yeah. So it's just going to manifest itself. It's going to be black market protesting everywhere. There's going to be little <laughs> subtle, um, you know, subtle messages, uh, you know, maybe some little signals to the cameras and yeah. whatnot. And I don't know how they stamp this out. Well, there's already so much embedded advertising in the Olympics anyway. Everything's just going to be deeply embedded. And uh, yeah. I welcome this new form of advertising and, and statements, uh, political statements. Um, well, me too. I mean, I like to make little subtle demonstrations in my own everyday life all the time. Mm. I mean, I know you do too. I mean, like when I don't pay my taxes, that's me taking a stand against big tech companies, offshore ones who evade tax here in Australia. So we're all making our statements here or there. And I think I welcome that, uh, even in the Olympics. Uh, Mate, continuing on. So Philippines gold medalist uh, Hidalyn Diaz, she was actually, um, did you know that she was actually on President Duterte's hit list uh, Mm. over an alleged plot to overthrow him? But she's won gold now, and the big fella's letting it slide. <laughs> this is wait, look. T- we, tell we me about talk, this. Tell me about this one. We could talk about Rodrigo Duterte for many, many hours. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's a man of uh, you call him a character. Some might call him a character. Some might call him a larrikin. 
some might call him an a war criminal and utter psycho. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, he likes to, uh, we won't go into too much about what he does in his own country. Let's just say there's a lot of bloodshed that's happened over there, but he's dead set, um, just written off treason here, uh, you know, yeah. from gold medal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just got me thinking about, you know, uh, c- comparisons in Australia. I mean, look at Adam Goods and every, the tireless work he did for indigenous rights, mm. you know, stood up to the, um, the AFL fraternity. And I reckon in New South Wales, if he got a parking ticket, you wouldn't be able to get it waived. No, he wouldn't. Like, he wouldn't. No, so, and whereas over in the Philippines, you know, gold, you know, oh, sorry, you know, you tried to overthrow me uh, and destabilise the whole country, but what, what colour medal's that? Gold? Ah, oh, sweet, just it off. <laughs> I yeah. actually saw that in addition to, so she gets 3 million pesos. Uh, <laughs> that's what he's offered her. I don't know, I don't know what, how much that is or what that means. But she's I also think it's about eighty one k. It worked out to be so eighty one grand, and I think a lifetime job in the public service as well. Well, yeah. She, in addition mm. to that, she gets thirty three million pesos and two properties from the government and the private sector. Okay. Yep. So, okay. So they'll they'll be bought back in some kind of uh, white elephant development at some point. I think that's right. I think yep. that's right. Uh, so, mate, there's been some clowns on Twitter who've been pointing <laughs> fun at the logo for Paris twenty twenty four. Um. Mm. Mate, I haven't actually had a chance to look at this. Can you can you talk me through this one? Oh, it's just it's not so much what they're pointing out, but just the fact that you just can't have nice things with Twitter around, can you? I mean, we're just in. We're not on it at the Have a Go podcast. We're not on Twitter. If you've looked for us, we're not there, and we will never nope. be there because we've nope. been there for years in other li- parts of our lives, and we just don't want to get back on there. It's an absolute sewer. No, I'm no just, good for anyone. I- yeah, I just, I just don't. I'm I, thinking for myself. I'm enjoying that, um, yeah, and not not being um, driven by the blue ticks. No, um, but but just like we have enjoyed, you know, Tokyo's bent over backwards to get the games up and running for us. They're doing a bloody good job. You know what I mean? There's no crowds there. Yeah. Every, the world's unified watching these games. It's taken our mind away from the bloody COVID, right? Yeah. And there's already these smug, bloody three-degree tosses on Twitter <laughs> looking forward to Paris and making their jokes about the logo. They said, um, you know, I'm not going to watch Paris 2024 because the logo looks like a Karen. Right. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, look, uh, you know, can a, can an Olympic Games be cancelled because the manager wasn't available? I don't know. But I mean, can we just can we just live in the moment, guys? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. the the phrase a Karen will just be you know in in that's that's fish and chip paper in two weeks' time. Like everything is so, uh, like it's fleeting. Everything on Twitter is fleeting. Mm. You're just trying to get the hottest take in the fastest possible time. Get those retweets. Get that social mm. capital. Get out of there. Mm. Just yep. take a moment just to sit back and just respect the Olympics for what it is. Respect the graphic designers that put that logo together. Probably mm. at great cost. Probably made a lot of money doing it. And mm. just enjoy it. Don't have Bloody to. Oath. You don't have to get 100 retweets every time. In saying that, follow us on Instagram. Please follow us. Uh, and like us. Uh, at yeah, Have thanks. a Go Podcast. Uh, that's our handle. Mate, let's get into the medals. So the most important part of this podcast. Where are we? Mm. Where's Australia on the medal tally? Mate, we're right. We're right in the thick of the stink at the top, mate. We're sitting in fifth. Yes. Uh, and you know what? Look, again, I, I'm uh, at pains to just stress to our listeners that you need to probably get a screenshot of this. Yep. Uh, it's probably not going to last. We've got the 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 barren days of the athletics mm. to come up. Mm. But how bloody good is it? Let's revel in it. Yep. Mate, we're we're punching amongst uh, the big geopolitical uh, tigers at the top: China, Japan, United States. Getting in their eye. Look how many golds we got, boys. That's right. So, um, so it's uh, good times in Australia, mate, and um, and we're well above the the Kiwis, which is good. Well, that's right. I mean, I did notice that they won 
you know, they won some bulk rowing medals the other day. But, mm. you know, the good thing about these games is I haven't thought much about New Zealand since the game started because they haven't really been in my eye line because they haven't been winning much. They're pretty no. niche. There's not that many of them. No. Um, but are they muscling in on our rowing medals? They I might they be. Are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't aware that they um, that they rowed, mm. uh, but apparently they do and they do it well. So, yeah. so well done. <clears throat> but thankfully that program's finished now. So um, they'll just uh, float to the bottom into the relegation spots, hopefully. Thank Christ. That's right. Um. <laughs> just, but also as well, mate. I'll just notice about America. I know. Right. I know. We we um, mentioned as well that they uh, had a, a poor opening day. Yeah. They're obviously back, right back in it. But I've noticed a couple of things which tells me that they're they're on the slide too. Right. Um, mate. I've I've seen that their local press outlets have been fudging medal uh, rankings. Uh, so they've been putting America at the top simply because they have the most medals. Uh, not oh, so isn't it normally based on golds first? If you got the most gold medals, you're at the top of the medal tally. That's how That's I've right, always mate. interpreted medal tallies since birth. That's right. And you know what? Um, you know, and, and that's what the way I've done it as well, mate. And that's the way it should be. And um, you know, we've got the you know the dream teams on the decline as well. Uh, they're whinging about schedule times mm. in the swimming. Yep. I mean, these are the schedule times that America asks for, mate. Yeah. And, and we all know why the swimming starts at 11.30 in the morning, our time, and that's to accommodate Gladys's COVID presser every day. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think uh, I think American exceptionalism could be dying before our eyes, mate. Uh, bring it on, I say. <laughs> bring that on. So, mate, what's coming up? Let's have a quick look at what's coming up uh, over your weekend. So the athletics, as we, as we said, have started. Um, again, as you say, it's it's looking pretty grim. Let's all brace mm. ourselves. Let's be ready for yep. you know less gold medals over the coming days. However, I did see a bloke notched up an Australian Olympic record for discus. I mean, we're fucking mm. reaching for positive news, aren't we? We certainly are, and I um, I assume this is in one of the dark backwater heats. Yeah, uh, which we'll never see the light of day on Channel Seven. I uh, may scrape into a quarter or a semi-final and then just be absolutely swamped by Eastern Europeans. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that's what's about to happen. And mm. um, and we'll, why don't we finish the episode with a little bit of a focus on a sport. Well, is it a sport? I'm not sure. Equestrian. So it has kicked off. I believe the eventing starts today. Um, mate, did you know that equestrian is the only gender-neutral Olympic event? I, I didn't know that. So men that and women... Are you talking about the horses or... Oh, okay. <laughs> men and women compete in harmony. Uh, very progressive. It's available to anyone, any gender, provided yep. you have a net worth of 10 million pounds. <laughs> anyone can compete in this equestrian. Um, but the good thing about this, mate, is it brings us, finally, it brings Andrew mm. Hoy uh, to the table. So, I mean, I've celebrated celebrated olympian uh his first games were in mm. 1984 i mean, i wasn't hell. born i was born in 1985 he's yeah, right. been to eight olympics he's been to eight villages i mean he must have seen some shit but he's never oh, been in mate. a scandal how is that possible it's, i don't know mate but he's obviously he'd be bearing some bad trauma yeah. i reckon there's um, got to be some dirt somewhere unless yeah like you said these uh you know gender neutral uh fiduciary non-neutral sport of of equestrian is some kind of um, excellent cathartic experience for um, you know what he's undoubtedly witnessed at yeah. eight Olympic villages. Um, uh, he's he's a superhuman man, and we've been wondering out aloud for 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 the whole games where the fuck is Andrew yeah. Hoy? 
Um, where has he been? But he's here now. He's here today. And let's uh, get around him on 7-2 or wherever they're yeah. going to hide it. Mate, we must have the oldest equestrian team because Hoy's 62, I think. Mary Hannah is 66. Even mm. the young bloke who got sent home for doing a bag was 36. <laughs> so, I mean, we're old. We're old as fuck. But apparently you can be old and any gender and still dominate equestrian. So it is, it's interest, It's an interesting sport. Um, mm. uh, so there's, I think there's three phases. So as I said, the eventing starts, but there's dressage, there's cross country, and there's show jumping. So the horse mm. needs to be good at all three. It needs to be an all-rounder, the horse. Mm. And you can't, mm. you can't uh, just pick and choose your horse. You've got to have the same horse, and he's got to come with you through the qualifying stages. Um, mm. You can't just qualify for the Olympics, then go get another horse. That horse is your horse. And you and him are one cohesive unit. You must compete together. You must almost be the horse. It's interesting to have to kind of have that relationship with an animal in order to compete on the main stage. Yeah, I I wonder what the dynamic's like. Um, I mean, you know, man and animal. Do they have to room together (laughs) in the Olympic Village? Well, I don't know. Can a horse um, fit on a a cardboard bed? I'm not too sure. (laughs) I mean... um, do they have uh, 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 you know, uh, a nice little bed of hay in there? Yeah. Who knows, mate? But that's a very interesting dynamic, isn't it? I mean, we talk about team, team harmony all the time, yeah. but um, you know, what happens if the horse is a bit of an asshole? That's right. You know what I mean, you know, what if he's a bit of a loose unit? What if he can't handle his piss? Yeah, you know what, what I mean? if like just these... on the day he just doesn't feel up to it? <laughs> well, Twitter will be out for him, won't they? Big time. <laughs> so yeah. Vasily is the name of Hoy's horse for Tokyo. So I'm interested to see how how Hoy and Vasily go together. I mean, will he adjust to carrying an older man? <laughs> Put a plastic cover on the saddle like your nan's car seat? It sounds like a, a just to carrying an older man. Sounds like a couple of Jeffrey Edelston's final marriages, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, but look, we, it, we can't wait to see it. It's yep. we've, You and me have been just frothing on Andrew Hoy um, you know, performing at these games. Yep. And now that it, well, we've found out that it's a non-binary sport, I'll be tuning into the ABC to watch it today. Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck, lads, get a license. Tokyo! Yeah!